0: what's up everybody it's alicia to joined by my co-host tori kravitz and welcome back to another episode of she's with the band tori how are you today
1: dude i'm doing great we have been so busy with so many good interviews and it's been really fun to like deep dive on all these incredible artists because uh we're out here trying to do like nardwar level research you guys <laughs> um, um and i've been i've enjoying it how about you
0: Oh, same level. And I'm so happy you brought up Nardwar, man, because he is such an absolute icon, not only in the world of just like niche interviewing, but just in terms of like being that next level icon where you, you are baffled by him in the best of ways. Yeah. He's so cool. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, I think it's, it's funny, because obviously, we have a different interview style than Nardwar, but I've always respected that he comes in there knowing what he's talking about. He knows those artists and like comes out with the craziest stuff. So in that sense, I'm super inspired by by his work and contributions.
0: He knows more than he should. We once did a thing (laughs) where I interviewed Nardwar for my channel because he's in Toronto. Yeah, man, it was crazy. (laughs) <laughs> and then at the end of it he surprised me with my own gift like you know he always gives things to his his interviewees and it was a wrestling record that had like a bunch of these iconic wrestlers on the cover and it was so cool it's like did you just turn my interview on on me Nardbar? and it was one of the best oh moments God. I've
1: had in my career <laughs> that is brag worthy for life like it anytime was you get an opportunity to tell that story punish everyone with it it's <laughs> worth it <laughs> So good. That's amazing. It really
0: really was so much fun. Uh, But one thing like I really want to talk to you about before we bring on our guest today is we were kind of talking about festivals earlier this morning Mm -hmm. and just how Mm -hmm. excited we are to be back on the ground, fully running and just doing stuff together. So I'd love to kind of just have you reminisce a little bit about festivals. Like, What were some of those main things that you had to do? Because I know something we were talking about before is coming in with a notebook or looking and circling (laughs) all of the places that we wanted to go. In terms of stages and bands we want to see.
1: Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's crazy to think of like the evolution of my festival experience, because as I was saying to you, like, I remember my first, my first festival was Warped Tour, as many kids in the U.S. would probably agree on. And I was saying to you, I would show up with a notebook because I didn't have a cell phone where you could write notes on yet. Like I had a sidekick or something comparable. Um, And so I was always just writing the notes in my, my, my little notebook and I would walk around under my arm with it. And and you would be like running up to the meet and greets and things like that. And like to think about it now where having worked in the backstage of it. And now normally I go to festivals with some kind of work aspect involved or being in the press area. Like we were talking about how both of us are absolute workhorses in the press area. and We'll do like 10 interviews in a day back to back oh, to yeah. back and not even eat or drink anything. And um, at the same time, I still feel like the fan of the notebook, even when we're doing that. So it all like it's full circle, isn't it?
0: about you? What, love- what
1: was your first festival, Alicia?
0: My first festival ever? I don't even know if I can actually remember my first one, I've been going to them since I was like three in terms of concerts. Oh. <laughs> no, like Fair for real, my-, my- My parents would bring me to all of these different shows. So by the time I was five, I had seen like Biggie Smalls, P. Diddy, Spice Girls when I was three. Like music was just so ingrained in in my parents. So they passed that on to me like the moment I popped out. So um, (laughs) in terms of first festival, it's a little wish-washy. But like first real show I'd like to say that I said, hey, let's go to this and have fun. And I was just a pure fan at heart was The use Taking Back Sunday and Blink-182 that just had my my soul back then and they they all still do to be honest
1: (laughs) oh that is so awesome dude and you know what I'm gonna tie this into today's episode a little bit because one band as well that's always had my soul is freaking Limp Biscuit, and I know you agree with me on that one right
0: oh how how can you not (laughs) whenever people say they don't like the biscuit I'm like come on there's something part of you has sung one of their tracks before been up in someone's face thinking something that they've said it's just it's a must
1: I, I really I feel like since I have a platform to speak on this, I would like to just address this right away that I've never understood why people are like, oh, you like Lid Biscuit as if they're a bad band. Like, have you not heard West Borland's guitar like ever? <laughs> they're so talented and so genius. And the things that they come up with, like, yeah, the lyrics can be a little out like out there sometimes. Um, but if you just like listen for a second, they're freaking incredible so yeah
0: and when it comes to the instrumental aspect everything's just so on point you mentioned the guitar there and how it can just wail at times of course they had like that whole DJ turntable kind of vibe going on too but then those elements mixed together against having someone like Freddie D fronting that band like listen to turn it up bitch off of their newest record that song has so many weird different elements that shouldn't work as he's just telling everyone to go screw themselves if they don't like him like he's the (laughs) Don Julio of fucking up the studio like that's what we want from them and they brought it so we're very proud Limp Biscuit supporters here on the channel just in terms of like the music that they bring to the table
1: just so good yeah and that's why you're my freaking girl (laughs) and that's that that's how Um, we get along that's the one qualifier you gotta like Limp (laughs) Biscuit. I really do consider it a prerequisite for my friendships so take note anyone who's trying to hang Um, And speaking of, um, I suppose we have a new friend who does fit that prerequisite because we're chatting with Kat Moss of Scowl today. And I was telling you before this interview that, um, well, before this episode started, because we haven't talked to her yet, but I digress, um, that the first time I saw Scowl was opening for Limp Biscuit, And I had no clue really who they were yet and was like, oh my God, a hardcore band's opening for for Limp Biscuit! This is the coolest thing ever. And very full circle that she's joining us today, man, isn't it?
0: It really is. And I think it's so cool when bands like that bring out groups who are a little bit smaller. They're on the rise because they see that sheer talent. And something about Scowl that I remember seeing from the jump, especially with Kat, is how she is such a force in terms of really bringing hardcore to the forefront as a female-fronted uh, project. And at the same time, they are able to contrast it with the juxtaposition of all of the florals and that really beautiful, almost light poppy 60s vibe. And not many people are doing that yet getting away with it, which I think is really cool. So there's a lot to talk about with her. She's going to be a phenomenal guest just absolutely kicking ass right now within um, everything heavy. So this is going to be a great interview.
1: Yeah, I'm actually so glad you brought up the juxtaposition. The last thing I'll I'll say on this is like how you're saying the floral music, but then they're playing this like a really heavy hardcore music. And I kind of liken it to, I know we both love movies, you know, when there's like a really violent scene and then there's like really nice music playing, like those kind of scenes. Yes. It's the same kind of energy. And I always have loved that in movies, that juxtaposition of like, something's off kilter, but it's, it's funny. Like there's a comedy in that. Like like, give me some Mozart while
0: like the world's ending, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. And I feel like scowl with like their flowers and the dresses and the makeup. And then it's just like so in your face. That's something I'm really excited to talk to Kat about today because I freaking love that whole thing.
0: Me too. Yeah. I, wore, I wore the green in honor of one of her iconic uh, looks from a music... Oh, I wore on the same wavelength, like, girl, we got this. I guess without, without getting into that anymore, we should bring her on and just dive into all things Scowl, because there is a brand new release that they just announced literally 24 hours ago from when this was filmed, which is super exciting. So lots to dive into. So yes, yeah. we, my friend?
1: Let's bring her on.
0: Let's do it.
1: And we are joined right now by Kat Moss of Scowl. How are you today, my friend? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good. I feel like we are talking to you in the absolute pinnacle of Scowl right now. As yeah. we just mentioned before this, this <laughs> interview, you're literally starting a tour today. The EP yeah. was just announced. First singles out. I just thank you for taking the time. How on earth are you feeling? It's like a hurricane around you right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, literally. Um I'm feeling good I'm just I'm I have this thing where like when I get excited I also feel like sick to my stomach so I I'm like kind of this I'm like I feel like I'm hurling through every day right now but yesterday was just uh we put out our first single um for the EP uh called Opening Night and I was so nervous I woke up shivering yesterday um and everyone in the band was like kind of on the edge of our seats about it um but yeah it was such a good day and people really seem to like it and I'm just really proud of the song and it feels good like I'm so happy it's out so I'm I'm very excited to play it and and just get out there
0: the timing of the release too is perfect because we know so many bands who will drop a single and then they have to wait like four or five months to actually go out and finally perform it and by the time you perform it it's an older song right so this is this is the perfect timing for you guys especially kicking things off today so we know that you're taking some time with us this morning but kind of walk us through the rest of your day like first day of tour how exactly does this go down Mm -hmm.
2: um we're probably gonna get breakfast or coffee like soon cuz that's like we can't function without it. Um and I'm stoked because we kind of have a home base right now. Our our guitarist Mikey um we're staying with him right now and he's from Philadelphia. He lives here so I'm lucky to have this spot. I can just like do my hair and makeup here and like not have to worry about doing it in the van or at the venue and I know that's kind of silly um or sounds shallow but it's really nice to be able to have a place that's quiet and you don't feel like you're in someone's way or, or in like a tight spot, like tight green room, um, to get ready. So I'm, I'm quite excited for that. Um, just to have a day where I'm like, okay, gearing up for this tour, I get, I have time and space to like do my routines and things like that. I kind of have a lot of anxiety about this stuff. Sometimes those first couple of days of tour, especially, um, So I'm really excited. And we only have played Philly once before. So I'm excited to play it again. We're playing at Union Transfer tonight and very hyped. (laughs) Dude,
1: What you're saying is not shallow at all, though. I know actually Alicia and I have talked about this before in terms of like getting ready when we're covering a festival or something like that. And both of us agree the little routine of like. Getting in that mindful state of putting on your makeup, taking care of yourself—it's yeah. almost the best part. So yeah. I don't blame you for wanting your own space before a tour starts. <laughs> yeah,
2: I I actually read something recently too. It was like a Phoebe Bridgers uh, interview, and she was talking about how she never was like a makeup girly, like she never really wore makeup. And then she was saying how now, before her shows, she really likes to take her time and just do her makeup because it gives her a moment to just focus on something tangible in front of her instead of staring at her phone all nervous right before set and then kind of being catapulted into reality. Um, and and that's something too. It's like having those little routines to like focus on yourself, ground yourself. Like it relaxes you, you get a deep breath. It's, it's really nice. And sometimes those are really hard moments to find on tour. Um, and so I make it an effort to really like push my self-care. <laughs>
0: like let it soak in now while it can yeah. because you know that the mayhem is about to kick off so yeah. this morning please after this this uh conversation just take a little <laughs> bit of time before yeah. it really starts
2: <laughs> i packed a lot of uh face masks for the store so i could just like have my moments where i'm like this is very clearly a me moment okay guys <laughs> like let me be <laughs>
1: So that's your signal for the guys to leave you alone. If the face mask is on, everything else is off. (laughs) I mean,
2: they really, they won't understand that, but it's the noise, it's the noise canceling headphones. It's the skincare. It's the, like, like making sure I get to be comfortable. Like that's all stuff that's important for me. Um, And I've actually noticed, I think a cool thing about it is like, like Bailey who plays bass and scale, um, like they're they're like upping their skincare game too and we'll be like doing our like our uh, skincare together um and it's really exciting because I'm like I'm influencing them (laughs) like (laughs) um but yeah it's it's fun it's nice
1: oh that's amazing that they're in it with you and you know something Alicia and I were talking about just before this interview started too in our intro was how we absolutely love the juxtaposition of you being so like makeup forward, fashion forward, (laughs) and even the merchandise having flowers on it. And then you get on stage and it's just the most ruthless stage presence and heavy music. Oh, good. I'm saying too, I saw you guys play when you opened for Limp Bizkit in Tampa. I was there. That's so cool. What the heck? Like, I remember my (laughs) jaw just dropped. I was like, this girl, this band, this is it. (laughs)
2: Love it. That's so cool.
1: I loved that contrast right off the bat. But um I I would love to hear kind of your perspective because that's there's a bit of a shock in terms of yeah. like the hardcore scene and seeing that. Um so what's it like for you embracing that femininity and that fashion forward side of you?
2: It's really really um oh there's there's like a like a word I want to use to describe it but I can't Liberating? Like, yeah, yeah. Like I can't believe. it yeah, empowering, liberating. Yeah, totally. <laughs> All nice one Alicia stuff. yeah I'm exactly. trying thank you um <laughs> it just feels really good it's like when I was a kid and I had a like I you know kids go through identity crisis like you go through phases you go through like you express yourself in a lot of different ways and I feel like that never stopped for me um and I I don't see why it should stop for anyone um like experimenting with your look or how you express yourself and and the forms that you express yourself and so things like fashion and makeup um that's an extension of myself and an extension of my art and I know that sounds really pretentious um but I just it it feels good it's like my face is a canvas like of course I'm gonna paint on it you know and and the same way that like I mean just I'm obsessed with different like fabrics and different um, patterns and ways that you can pair colors and things like that and and textures and I think that that's really powerful for me personally and that has always been but when it comes to hardcore and playing in a band that was something I guess that might have been a little bit surprising for people who have who've spent a lot of time in hardcore and I still feel like I'm relatively new I've I've been you know a fan of, like, hardcore and punk for, like, the last five or six years, but, I mean, I've been going to shows in, like, part of a community for about, like, four or five years, if that makes sense, um, mm-hmm. Well, a lot of other people I know, like, they started going to shows when they were teenagers, and it took me a minute to get into it just because I lived in an area where there wasn't really a scene, um, but, yeah, uh, it, it just feels good. It feels so good, and the thing about it is that, now people do recognize that and it feels really like affirming I'm like oh like cool like you see that I'm I I'm trying to do this and like you get the vision like that's really exciting um and I also just when I started when Scal started I kind of thought I had to fit this kind of mold for a second of like you know a pair of dickies and a t-shirt or whatever it may be and and I think that's really cool don't get me wrong that's a great outfit (laughs) never fails but I also like over the pandemic I I was like so hungry for shows but I was also really getting into a lot of different music that wasn't just hardcore punk and I really really admired certain things and I really started to get like a lot further into like fashion world and and that aspect of things in subculture as well um, than I was previously and I remember thinking like I want to wear a beehive on stage. I want to wear go-go boots. Like I want to, I want to do this. And I was like, we'll see. Like <laughs> I'm a little scared, but I do it now. So yeah, I, I don't it's, know if I'm, like, it is what it no, is.
0: Honestly, it's so amazing hearing this come from you because I feel like I've always kind of been in that same position where I always loved fashion from the sixties, especially the seventies. Yeah. I have a stupid collection of go-go boots. So I have to send a picture oh, to you I afterwards. Love and then although I've always loved heavier music, it never really got to the point where I was working within metal until my mm. early 20s, you know, and 27 now. So I just felt like I kind of had something to prove where people would look at me thinking, she doesn't look yes. the part. Does she know what yes. she's doing or talking about? Exactly. And it messes yeah. with your mind. And then once yeah. you ditch all of those preconceived notions and you're like, nah, I'm just going to be myself. I'm going to dress like the little hippie I am. And yeah. sometimes pair that with like a rock and roll shirt. It yeah. feels so good. So I think yeah. for me, like, When it comes to you, I love that era of fashion you're channeling and how you take inspiration from someone like a Debbie Harry and clash it with ABBA. It's so cool. That's so um, cool. Thank you. Of course. So what would you say are some other style icons who have kind of touched your sense of style over the years? Because I know I mentioned a couple there, but I'm sure it goes kind of deep. It's a long list. I mean, I could pull
2: up my Pinterest right now, but
1: um, (laughs) I... Let's go. Yeah, like I
2: love a Pinterest board obsessed i could honestly not live without it it's kind of a problem but it's amazing so i actually have a board where i have like my like inspiration like the people that i am so inspired by like um and on that board we have debbie harry kim gordon kathleen Hanna, um lana del rey i love lana del rey's so much I it's so strong it's so strong um I've got oh man um I'm obsessed with Billie Eilish too it's I I just love her stage presence um back when we were in the first six months of being a band and I was really nervous on stage I would sing with my back to the crowd I I started watching Billie Eilish live videos before we would play a show just to watch her stage presence. Cause she's like always jumping, like she's going so hard. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. Let's go. <laughs> um, and so she's very inspiring to me. Um, of course I love Haley Williams. She's amazing and she pulls the coolest looks and it's, it's just like really refreshing. Um, and then another huge inspiration for me is actually Gerard way and his stage presence and, and his, um, his fashion sense also, like, of course on the last tour he was doing like all these costumes and really cool outfits. And that was, that was also really like inspiring. Um, but I would say probably like the revenge era, like just the, like the, I don't know how I can't put my finger on it. It's, but it's very cool. It's very Mm -hmm. cool. And I am obsessed and enamored with it.
1: Oh, that is so, so many good names just listed there. It it goes from
2: like all over the place like i it could be like blondie or Glen dancing but depends on the day like,
0: <laughs> that's the cool part though it's like yeah. we're not just gonna conform to one thing yeah. because we're in a certain scene we're bringing this entire melting pot of who we are as individuals and we're expressing that through clothes so we're gonna look a little different yeah. from day to day but that's yeah. cool.
1: fully i mean it's- i'm the same way too i remember the first time i went to a hardcore festival i showed up in like camo cargo pants which i oh, never yeah. have worn in my life and i was like <laughs> but I'm at a hardcore festival. And I was exactly. like, very quickly learned, like, that's silly. Just just wear what you want. If you want to wear a dress, just wear the dress. And if anything, like, it's the, all about the way you carry yourself. And, yeah. and I think that is what com- comes across to me, like with you is like, you own who you are. And like, when you're on stage, you just rock it. And there's, there's no you. question about it.
2: Thank you. But, like, I, I totally appreciate that. There's definitely like outfits I look back on where I, that I wore on stage or like, Or to a show or whatever maybe it was like a photo shoot and even in the last like six months where I was like what was I doing like what was going on what was going through my mind and it was like and sometimes I look back and I'm like "Ooh, that wasn't a good move um but then (laughs) but then I like kind of remind myself I'm like I'm trying things it's cool it's fine like doesn't matter keep going um and like I remember the like camo pants are so popular for a while. Yeah. Honestly, everywhere. I'm a big fan of like a like a classic like like army surplus camo pant. Like you know, like the green.
1: Yeah. That. Unfortunately, I went for the neon orange ones. The oh, four wow. loco neon
2: pants. You know the four loco <laughs> yeah. pants.
1: Yeah, let's go. Tori, <laughs> that's epic.
2: Those are yeah. cool. Those are cool for a moment though. Mm-hmm. I, I give it to the you. The
1: keyword is for a moment. <laughs> they, had, they had a moment i mean they being, a, being
2: on trend is it takes talent like you have to be aware yeah. w- about what's going on you know were there so like, technically you were crushing
0: it, it tori exactly like
2: don't, <laughs> so don't be yeah
1: <laughs> i mean were there any trends for you that were kind of a similar scope where you're like i can't believe i wore that but at the time it was cool
2: absolutely um 2016 this is like maybe not the outfit so much but the makeup style like the anastasia like dip brow like the oh, yeah. the brows oh week. yes um that was a crazy time for sure <laughs> I look back on that and I'm like wow I know I was crushing it at the time but what the heck like wh- can I cuss it in here yeah yes yeah, oh, yeah, okay.
0: I was like what the hell um <laughs> I like oh. how you go with hell too by the way I, was- <laughs> what the I don't I know heck-skies. why I-,
2: <laughs> I don't know like I don't like cussing in front of kids even though um, I cuss like I say fuck in our songs sorry I'm just running um, this is
1: not best you're good
0: yeah this is all whole <laughs> but, is just say what's on your mind but yeah. I feel that like I don't like cussing in front of children or especially like elderly yeah. folks around me but I swear yeah. all the time <laughs> yeah I'm just
2: yeah. I don't want to like offend anyone or like you know and anyways does not matter but yeah, I definitely those those eyebrows, man, those were crazy. Um that and like the like I'm trying to think. I mean, I feel like the past year or two, we had like some really crazy micro trends that like a lot of like that were really cute in the moment and really fast just went right by. And I was like, what? Like I just bought this. Like it's not <laughs> cute anymore. And um a lot of that was kind of like, I think because over the pandemic like as someone who like what is like paying attention to fashion so this may or may not be interesting to people who aren't paying attention to that but i just i noticed a lot of people were like you know expressing themselves and experimenting and and like kind of getting bored with their looks and we're we were all locked in so and we had nothing to do people were dying their hair people were doing all sorts of at-home crazy shit um myself included and I remember with the fashion, it was so easy to kind of fall in the trap of like the, like the fast fashion, like micro trends and like just buy, buy, buy. And like, I remember at one point um, in the last year or so where I was like, I have all these clothes that literally still have tags on them. Like, what am I doing? And I, I like filled up like 10 trash bags of clothes and I like went and donated them, went and sold them, just got rid of it. I was like, I cannot do this to myself anymore. And that was a hard, that was a hard one as someone who like, you know, enjoys fashion is like, I'm a fashion girly Like I had to like find a balance. Um, so the, the like micro trends are really challenging. I'm looking back and I'm like, wow, that got me. I got influenced, you know? <laughs>
1: Well, it happens. It's just, you know yeah. what? I kind of look at it though, is like outfits and makeup and stuff. It's yeah. all just like a timestamp. It's in a way. chapter. So you can look back at, at like your previous looks and you kind of know where it's from, you know, when it's from. So mm-hmm. in a sense, there's some magic in that.
2: Absolutely. It's, it's all personal growth and, and like experimentation and expression. And that's what I'm all about. So yes.
1: fully. Love that, and I do. I do feel like I can hear the hardcore gatekeepers just like their toes yeah. are all curling in unison yeah. as we're having this conversation. Um, so just something, yeah, yeah, it'd um, be like actually, that. I don't know, it'd be
2: like that. I, I, mean, I, I've just learned to. I don't. I. I have to like. Uh, just distance myself completely with the whole idea that that yeah. could be happening at this point because I'm like, yeah,
1: it's inevitable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure people were also had something to say about Turnstile being nominated for a Grammy. Wow. It's like all yeah. it's all in the same uh, circle there. Yes. And, and at the same time, like there are these hardcore latest that will say certain things aren't heavy or the fact that you were experimenting with this new EP that that's not heavy. Oh. But at the same time, like You've been quoted as saying that we're in a hardcore renaissance of creativity yeah. right now, which I think is something that Scowl is a part of, which I think you're on the right side of history, personally Thank speaking. You. Thank yeah, you. No, absolutely. And that's I would love so to hear flattering. just- <laughs> of Sorry, course, that's just man. like so flattering. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I just, I can see that like what you all are doing is- influencing the genre in a way and and you're showing like what the next path of the genre can look like so I would love to hear a little more from you like in terms of your inspirations being like Sonic Youth and The Strokes yeah. and your fashion and your makeup and all of these wonderful things yeah. that are so outside of that very yeah. small niche of hardcore like how do you think that this experimentation is going to positively impact hardcore in the long run? I I
2: hope that people that I see myself in like young and like girl girls coming to hardcore shows and you know whether it be like a diy hardcore show or like a warp tour setting where there's you know a barricade and and there's meet and greets and there's kind of this like star factor to it um because i do really remember a big difference when i started to really discover like kind of like look behind the curtain when it came to like live music and and hardcore and punk like have that bridge um I just I'm seeing more and more now and I'm hearing from like people I meet at shows young girls and stuff like that that I or or my band like made them feel confident to wear a dress to a show or made them want to start a band or they feel like so seen by the fact that it's not just fitting under this like expected bracket of like um visual stuff if that makes sense I Mm -hmm. I don't know how to like word that um but pretty much like it's already starting to happen and that's really really exciting and it feels so cool when someone who I like completely see myself in comes up to me and is like dude you you inspired me like this like and I don't know what to do with that I'm just like
0: (laughs) (laughs) me (laughs) who are
2: you talking to like um because I was that kid when when I was you know going to Warp Tour and and going to shows that like I, I grew up in Sacramento and there our venue was the Ace of Spades so the Ace of Spades was like the venue you know I saw like the Wonder Years the Story So Far I saw oh, yeah. like oh my gosh I was I saw like all of these kind of bands like um, the Amity Affliction I saw oh, cool wow. Hand, like I remember just. I was so yeah I was so into like <laughs> all of that and I never thought that I could be a part of it mm. because I and I loved it so much I would go to shows and I would like get there early and make sure I was like right up front like on barricade you know and I just there was such a disconnect though there was like like I said that kind of star power where it was there was a barricade they were on stage there there was a curtain there was like this excitement for them to come on stage because it didn't think they'd like had could actually exist beyond that stage you know and not to mention I never really saw a lot of like women or like girls on that stage either so I kind of assumed like if I wanted to do a band like that I would have to figure out a different way to do it or I'd have to do it softer you know I couldn't yell I couldn't scream <laughs> and I I just didn't think that was a possibility until I started going to DIY shows and I was like oh there's a lot more weirdos here like okay cool um and and I started to see a lot of hardcore bands who were doing like really cool things that heavily inspired <laughs> me and heavily inspired Scal. so what I'm seeing though and what I'm hoping for is that in the next like five years like it's not even going to be questioned to like or thought there's not going to be that second thought of a band with a girl or a femme you know whatever femme presenting person on stage, like there's not going to be that moment, uh, like that second thought, especially with among a lot of the guys and something that used to really piss me off when Scal started was that I felt like it wasn't fair that yes, like it's cool that there's a lot of femme presenting people like singing in bands and like fronting bands and, and playing in bands and it's not, they're not held back the way they might've been like 10 years ago um or 15 years ago but I used to get so frustrated thinking like but you're never going to see one of these bands like headlining a fest like they're they're always going to be an opener they're always going to be this and that and I just was like why you know why the fuck is that happening why the fuck are all the like the really like really powerful hardcore bands like why are there none with like a femme in them that like are standing out that people are giving credit to and I do really see that changing in the next like five years or so and, and further. Like I do think hardcore is just going to like, it's not even going to be thought about. Sorry, I'm talking a lot, but that's something that's really important to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's essentially why we're doing this podcast. It's the same thing as how you went to those DIY shows and saw representation. Yeah. You saw an example. So we're like, we're here to show, like here are yeah. your examples. Yeah. <laughs> on,
0: a, on a platter, folks. Like yeah. on a platter. <laughs> on a so sh- cool. platter.
2: <laughs> oh, so cool. I I just love that so much. Like when I was getting into like getting into everything too, like it was there was it was a lot better than it was, you know, prior. And I've heard horror stories. So I'm like I'm really happy about that. But I I there's still so much more like to do. And mm. I I just want to be like in that group of people that's helping check off those boxes because otherwise, like, what am I doing with my time here? You know, like mm-hmm. that's, that's very important to me.
0: We love that yeah. message. Cause yeah. as Tori said, like that's the exact direction and yeah. reason we wanted to start this whole thing, but I think it's Cl- so cool. <laughs> Thank Thanks, <man>. you. <laughs> <laughs> now we're blushing. Damn it. Yeah. Look at us. Now we don't know <laughs> yeah. what to say.
2: <laughs> Literally. I, I just think that's so cool. And I think that like, If I had that when I was like 16, dude, dude, I would have been like so hyped. Like, I think that's just so (laughs) like exciting because I remember like I would eat up any like media I could about my favorite fans, about what was going on here and there and stuff. Like I used to watch um, I used to watch your videos, Tori. Like at at Warp yes! Tour, I used to watch those. Oh, like no, I would be no like way. getting ready for Warp. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to call you out. <laughs> no, um, no, please. It's I just fine. that that like really imprint like that that was in my brain. Wow, like, that hella imprinted on me. And like I remember like I was just like I would watch like Warp Tour like videos and like <laughs> about like what to bring and like all the all this kind of stuff like getting ready like vlogs like. Anything I could. So this kind of thing is so powerful and so tangible for young people who are like, I kind of want to go to a show or I kind of like this, this artist or this, you know, this band, like, that's so valuable. I think it's really cool.
1: Oh, that that is honestly the coolest thing ever because now we're yeah. just mutual fans of each other and yeah, I love that it's for exciting. us. <laughs> and you know what? You it's crazy you mention it because even before I was doing the warp tour videos, I was watching the girl that was doing the warp tour videos yeah. being mm-hmm. like she has the coolest job. I love Warped Tour. How do I do it? Yeah. And she was my example prior. That's so amazing. do you? And then you did it. <laughs> yeah, did exactly. It. <laughs> Let's go. Here we go. I love so that. So do do you think? Like, I would love to hear a little more about how you think we can continue to improve. Like, I know being a, an example and showing the example yeah. is like one way to do it. Do you think that that is the primary route that we go to start seeing more women and femme people in hardcore and in heavy music, or are there other ways or other solutions you think of? now that you're in it. And yeah. on the other side. Oh
2: man. It's so hard to think of it like that. That's a, that's a tough question. I like that. Um, to be honest, it's, it's hard to think, you know, because I'm so like, it's hard to think about what exactly I could do, like maybe not differently, but like, like more I could do because I'm I am i have noticed in the past year specifically like things have ramped up for my band and that's really exciting but yeah I have a hard time focusing on a lot of other stuff now because I'm yeah. so focused on this and I'm glad I'm focused on it um you know I, I I love it I want to improve constantly on my my singing and and my timing and and my musical ability and also my performance but you know that away they're still a hardcore punk band like you don't Mm -hmm. have to have ability or be a performer to do all that so at the end of the day like what I'm really here for is like that feeling and
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm noticing more and more like young femme people are like you know they're coming out because they like that feeling too and I think I just want to make an effort to remind them that like they can do it too that that yes, if there's a barricade, if I'm on a stage, if I come out behind a curtain, like I exist behind that. And I was once, once that kid in the crowd, like begging and pleading to myself, like to have the guts to do that one day. And so like, I don't ever want any like young person, young girl at a show to think like, I wish I could do that, but I could never do it because, you know, maybe because they don't feel confident in themselves and they don't feel confident in like whatever it is about themselves because I know what it's like to be a girl it's really hard you get really like you feel ugly all the time you feel your body isn't right you feel like everything you do is not enough or too much Mm -hmm. and I when you add in like that atmosphere of being at a show it it's kind of scary like you can love the music all you want but it's really scary I remember going to shows and getting like charlie horses in my legs with anxiety because I just felt so anxious to be in that atmosphere, even though like I wanted to be there. And I remember coming home sometimes and thinking to myself, like, what am I doing? Like, do I really love this? If my body's literally screaming, mm. it's just anxiety. It's just anxiety. Like, I love it. And I, I'm here now and I'm, I've made an effort and I fought that, but I never ever want any young girl or young femme person um, to think that they can't do what I'm doing because of one reason or another none of that exists do it you know find people who want to make music and be artistic and do it there's no hold like nothing will hold you back but yourself I'm, so I don't know I'm sorry that was like a soapbox but I just know
0: I, I-, I loved it no i'm on that same page and i think something and i i I genuinely was almost like fighting myself in terms of whether to bring this up or not but you know what we're deep diving fuck it (laughs) um i think that you make so much of an impact that you don't really even understand and i'm grateful to have you on the show today because you actually helped me with a very deep healing process because your song dead to me um, oh my god it's about an abuser an absolute scum of the earth a disrespectful person and i've been in that position where you're put down and demoralized so much to the point where you don't even know who you are anymore and it's because of letting someone in that you trust and then they're not who they make themselves out to be so and this is my first time ever mentioning this experience publicly so I just want to say thank you for being so open about your rage because it's difficult and more inspiring than you know and sometimes it bottles up so much you don't know what to do with it or how to carry it so seriously dude like appreciate you and I'm sure there's so many yeah. other people especially femme who have listened yeah. to your music have been like hell yes finally someone is speaking on this yeah. openly and in a way not just saying hey this happened it's sad but like I'm fucking pissed about it
2: <laughs> yeah I think I think
0: that's so beautiful
2: dude like that makes me so like happy to hear because like even in that song like I'm being vulnerable I'm talking about this experience but I've never talked about what that experience really was right I don't and I don't need to, I don't want to, but like, I'm so grateful that people and especially like femme people can like hear that and be like, damn, same. And I'm like, damn, that's sad. One, like, I wish that wasn't true. You know, I wish we didn't have to have songs like that, but two, it's like, you know, now there's that song for like people like us, you know? And and that's like, I didn't, I didn't think that like writing that song. I also, genuinely like have no idea like that like I've had a couple people kind of say the same thing to me about that song and I'm just like wow like I almost didn't write that song because I was terrified of talking about that and so that is like so powerful to me man that's crazy wow thank you for being vulnerable thank you for sharing that no
0: thank you for being vulnerable because that got me to the point where (laughs) I actually could be so yeah it's it's It's... hard to talk about face and and confront but yeah once you do that's that's all a part of healing right so yeah
2: absolutely it's it's very therapeutic and it's it's really special and again like looping back to like young girls or queer people um like hearing songs like that like if I had a song like that when I was like 17 I don't know man like that would have changed some shit for me like you know what I mean so I'm, I'm happy that that is possible now like there's bands that are doing things that are just so powerful for young people getting into music and expression like dying wish uh gel jive bomb um initiate there's a band from vancouver punitive damage there's like i could just list tons of bands where i'm like wow these are amazing people who are making music that isn't just for like this like Bracket of people, you know, and that's that's really important.
1: Yeah, something I'm hearing you mention quite a few times in this interview is like, if you had had this when you were younger, mm-hmm. how amazing that would be. Is that something you think about often in terms of like who you are in this yeah. band now? Is like, what would your younger self have needed?
2: Yes, this yeah. this band in a lot of ways. I'm like, I actually made this realization like yesterday. Like, I had kind of a little moment. It. So it's crazy you're bringing this up, and I, I do. <laughs> yeah I do like talk about it a lot because I've realized like certain extensions of myself like and like the art I do with this band so whether it be like visual art you know something as silly as like making a certain type of like design for a t-shirt like I it's a t-shirt but but certain things about it or you know you know music videos we have coming out music video the music video we did for opening night and like um, the singing or different things I'm doing anyways, it, a lot of it is like kind of healing my little inner child. And I didn't, like I said, I had that realization yesterday because I remember when I was a kid, like I would, I like was obsessed with like, um, Lizzie McGuire, like Hilary Duff. And like, yes. I, I remember Let's like go. I wanted so bad to be like her in the movie. Um, when she when they go to italy and she's like a pop star on stage at the end you know i wanted so bad to be that and i am not a pop star like by <laughs> any means like at all but <laughs> there's certain in- aspects of scowl that i feel like i'm really healing my inner child by just like doing those things i dreamed of like putting on like my cute little shoes and my outfit and my makeup and and like really getting into it and like that's so like special to me and I guess saying like, oh, if I had that when I was a teenager, if I had this or that, like there's so many things, like I don't necessarily regret, but I'm mad that I didn't like discover when I was younger. Like, like I'm so mad. I didn't listen to the dead Kennedys in middle school. Like I needed that. I needed that. Like it took me (laughs) so long. I I'm so mad that there's like, there was all this stuff going on that, like I was so close to, you know, but I just didn't discover yet. And that's fine but mm-hmm. it took me, it took me a minute. And so I'm like, I look at it, like if I, if there's young people who like totally they're, they're searching for, but they don't know what it is for bands like Scal or, um, art like other contemporaries, like gel, J- Bomb, Dying Wish, whatever. Like if they're looking for that, but they haven't figured it out yet. Like I was like, I, and then they do find it like, it's like the Holy grail, you
1: know, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. saying a lot yeah. of
2: stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> No,
1: I, I'm following. I'm we following like stuff. And I also I got total chills when he said Hillary Duff, too, because in yeah. our literal first episode of this podcast, I talked about, yeah. like, I <laughs> idolized her as well. So it's yeah. weird that we're on like hardcore Not Fest podcast, but also I get I you. I love that. I love <laughs> yes. that. I mean, that stuff just like,
2: oh, I wish I could. There's so much stuff I wish I could talk about right now that I can't yet because it's not out yet but there's certain things that we did for psychic dance routine that like seriously like i am freaked out that i like pulled that off and i'm just like this is so like healing and so exciting for my inner child and like some people might fucking hate it and that's fine like i don't care um yeah i'm just like so like wow i did that i made that happen like oh my god like i'm proud of myself so
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like a childlike quality when you get so creative and can be so hands-on in a project like this. And, you know, obviously we do want to mention the EP Psychic Dance Routine comes out April 7th, let it be known. (laughs) And I know that, you know, you spent so much of last year on tour. There was Mm -hmm. so much going on for you in that, like, sort of the stage persona and who you became over that year did impact you as well. So I I, mean, yeah. I would love to dive a little bit more into how much has changed with this EP and how your perspective as an artist has evolved with this one.
2: Yeah, I mean wow. Um I started this band with my friends that didn't think it like my biggest goal with the band was to play Sound of Fury and to play with Drain, which was our best friends are they're very great friends from santa cruz um i, I idolize that band i love that band um and then to play with like probably some other bands i'm a huge fan of like
1: punk bands and stuff like and, and oh, I, I was gonna be like, yeah. like blondie or yeah, you know, yeah. no like X, <laughs> which we'll get into i mean <laughs> i mean that like what the fuck yes. like
2: i remember when the band started i emailed and, and bikini kill came back mm. i love bikini kill um I emailed them and I said, if you guys ever play the Bay, can you please consider scale to open for you? Like that's like, that was a dream. Like that was unattainable. Like that there, you know what I mean? Like there was never any expectations further. So now we're in a position where there's a lot of crazy shit happening and a lot of crazy shit has happened in the last year. And we've been touring to places I never thought I'd go and, and, Places I never thought music would take me. And we're we're having opportunities that like genuinely do not make sense to me. Um, but I'm really grateful and really excited. Um So pretty much I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I I looked out the window and I was like, oh, there's a bird. Um <laughs> I dude, we've all been there. It's fine. Oh, all the time. That was
0: yes. <laughs> Oh my god. Um okay. We're kind of just talking on, on the lines though of yeah. how you were doing new innovative things with the EP and in a sense of you being yes. like kind okay. of in this state of wander. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much
2: the past year though, there was like some there was definitely a switch where I was like, oh, when we got the Olympus get offered, that was pretty much a really big core memory moment of like Ooh. everything's changing.
0: Madison and, Square and, Garden, yeah. dude.
2: Like what? like when we played that show I was like why us Mm -hmm. why are we doing this this doesn't make sense like what the fuck but I'm really happy I'm really grateful and I'm stoked but I totally kind of freaked out a little bit about that whole tour when I remember when we pulled in for that first day in Tampa Mm -hmm. and I was like freaked out I was like I was questioning things I was like am I like really meant to do this like can I do this like this is crazy. This is gonna be like the biggest thing we've ever done. Like, oh my God, you know? And, and we get there and I'm getting ready and, and we go and Limp gets sound checking and, and like we talked to Fred Durst and I'm like, uh, <laughs> like, no, not me. This was, I'm something, something went wrong. This is not supposed to be me. This is like, this doesn't make sense. Like there was a lot of that like questioning and second guessing and kind of like um the imposter syndrome thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but I remember that night specifically. I as soon as I stepped on stage, I was like, okay, I I have to fake it till I make it. Like I have to be this because I have to prove to myself that I can do it. Um, and I did it. And then I did it again and again on that tour. And and then I kind of started to find like a lot of joy and a lot less anxiety in the whole like level of of being a performer and like putting in like all this effort, like because you know, when you're at a hardcore show, you don't hear the the vocalist like warming up before they're set. That's just not really like cool to do. <laughs> you just don't do that. Like you just don't do that. And and that was like a tour where I started to realize like I was warming up. I was cooling down. I was stretching. I was doing this. I had my own microphone. I was like, I was really leaning into it. I was like, I, I'm i now a, I'm in a band. Yes. And I'm not just in a are. band. I'm in a band. You know, I quit my job to do right. this. So, <laughs> so since that tour I have been taking things a lot more serious when it comes to my performance and my musical ability and and just like my presence and it shifted a lot of things which is kind of weird and exciting and it's it's interesting like now like playing mixed bills or playing different I guess like with like we played a tour we did a tour with destroy boys and like their crowd is very different than like what we would play for a hardcore show things like that, like doing all those different um, markets and different crowds and places, like it taught me a lot. And I I definitely like stumbled through it sometimes for sure. But I think that's just how it is. And luckily we're, we're punk enough. We can get away with stumbling if that makes sense.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, It's cool to get to collect all those nuances mm -hmm. from all those different people that you're touring with and seeing, and then it just almost creates you into like the better version of you as cheesy as that sounds. It's true.
1: Totally
2: absolutely yeah.
1: yeah and so would you say like the the confidence that you now have after being like cool i perform with Limp Biscuit and Destroy <sighs> Boys and I'm yeah. playing Coachella uh. is that uh. like falls to the wall on the CP kind of the the yes. energy we're getting now yes, yes. okay because okay. I could Beautiful. hear it yeah. even in that single
2: yeah. I mean that single I'm like I'm fucking belting like and I'm like I was mm-hmm. never like I could not do that prior to everything that we've done and built up and like the confidence that I've built like and the 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 support and constructive criticism and, and everything I received from the guys in the band and like I really had to learn how to like roll with it all because I'm quite sensitive um but yeah like this EP it's kind of like it's all out there's there's no really like there's no stops you know and Working with Will Yip was also really cool because he is so encouraging and he makes this kind of stuff like a lot less scary. And I'm someone who when I go to record vocals, I like I freeze. I get so nervous. So he made it just so much fun and and like so easy. And I felt like I like hacked it. Like I, I was like, how is this so easy? This has never been this easy. Um. And he was just like, he was just working with me I don't know how to explain it he just has he has some magic um but yeah this this EP it's it's taking a direction and kind of like doing it's not doing it like politely it's like no we're doing this you know there's no ifs ands or buts and that's very exciting there's a lot of commitment there
1: Awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait. It's gonna be so I good. I mean, even I'm the excited. video, like I know that you did I Alicia, I know you were curious too about how she does all the like sewing and things like that. Yeah. And you were, yes, you were like the super creative
0: on that I opening mean,
1: night video.
2: So I sewed those masks. We got the we got the, like the ski masks. I didn't sew the ski masks. That's a lot of work. But what I did was I like seam ripped them and I got all these like socks or old scrap fabric because I, I like to sew a little. I sewed my prom dress in high school oh no way like, that's such great an undertaking that I decided to do but so I I definitely like have like I can dabble in it I'm not like amazing but so I did all those masks because I wanted to do this like it I wanted this like kind of creepy vibe and then I so I like hemmed my dress that I got because I wasn't obsessed with it and I like I like I this like I sewed this ribbon on the back I was just like really into it and then I was like hemming the boy's pants and I was like doing all this stuff and then um you know I do my own makeup I'm like big fan of doing the makeup so that was really fun the only like I had help with my hair the girl who dyes my hair and like she is a fucking genius and she did my hair for all the videos and she just like she fucking nailed it she nailed it so hard I was like I want like Hairspray, like Bridget Bardot, like I want big hair <laughs> for this, and she was like, "Okay, word, I got you." Go. Yeah, wow. it was it was awesome. So there was That's like great. a lot of that, and and the thing is too, it's like we're. This might sound kind of silly, but I'm very into putting in as much work as I can into something like a video or or like music or whatever performance, and we don't have like a huge budget. Like we don't have like a ton of. Like, we're not on, like, a big label that is shelling out a bunch of money for, like, a crazy video. So, this is all stuff, like, we managed to pull off, like, on our own, pretty much, and with, like, not a ton of help, if that makes sense. So, I'm really proud of ourselves. I'm I'm proud of Malachi, who plays guitar. He also, like, directed the videos, and he was the one where he was, like, both on camera and behind camera, like, pretty much, like, being, like, this is how it has to be. Everyone stand here, you know, like, given cues and that was really cool
0: so impressive
2: I'm yeah I'm, we're,
0: we're hyped for this man I'm, this is I'm gonna to be so good
2: I hope so I hope so <laughs> I I'm there's always that fear of like what if I'm drinking my own Kool-Aid right now or or you know like what if it's sounds- and I'm drinking it too yeah. dude yeah like, like yeah we're all we're all getting <laughs> wasted on this Kool-Aid right yeah. now it's
1: like
2: there's definitely that fear of like am I is this too much or, or is this pretty bad? And I just don't realize it. Or, you know, then I do sometimes there's always those nights I stay up where I'm like, it's all horrible. Like, why did I do that? Oh my God, it's so bad. Why is this happening? Everyone's going to hate me. Like, ah, like, and then I'm like, oh no, no, no. Like, it's fine. This is just clinical. Like it's, it's good. You know,
0: it's insane how much that inner saboteur will come out so frequently, almost every day. And then some days it's so easy to just brush them off and be like, no, we don't need you. And then other times it's really, really in there man so
2: yeah it, it's
0: balanced it's, hard. Really.
2: it's it's hard and sometimes it's just like surrounding yourself with the right people and making mm-hmm. an effort to like like for me like limiting my time on social media limiting my time on my phone things like that like really making sure that I'm grounded and in touch with reality like is the most important because I will float away so fast
1: <laughs> float away
2: like, it's a bird. Yeah. That's, that's
0: all yeah. of us <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I, everything is such a trip and I'm very, very excited for this EP. I'm very excited that other people are excited. I'm, I've never had that feeling like before release, like before we put out flowers, um, we didn't have this, like this audience, we never have had that. So now having it, it's like, it's very nerve wracking. It's, it's scary a little bit.
1: anticipation but like mm-hmm. good anticipation absolutely so it's, it's all it's all positive things yeah absolutely yeah. well That's I don't cool. know about you Alicia but I think we're about I was, to about, to I was fight, about to say it I was about to say it look she might be in Canada and I might be in Florida but somehow we're in each other's heads it happens every day I love <laughs> <That's> that terrifying <laughs> I love it um, but we we have a segment on uh, every episode we do called uh, the most jaw-dropping segment. It's four questions we yeah. ask every guest of uh, jaw-dropping oh, things.
2: Oh, my gosh. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I'm lo- Alicia, I always get nervous.
0: Don't
1: Let's worry. Do it's all good.
0: <laughs> what is the most jaw-dropping experience you've ever had at a show? Oh, man. Oh, it's so hard to answer. Um. Okay. It could be
2: any show, like performing or anything, right? Okay. Yeah. Oh man, this one. Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm like the most indecisive person in the, in the fucking world. Um, (laughs) I would say I saw my chemical romance for the first time this past or within the past year, back in um, September, I saw them in Brooklyn. Um, I mean, I would say the whole thing was jaw dropping. I was sobbing and I was a mess and it was like my, my whole life had led up to that point for a lot of reasons they were my favorite band and i feel like without them there would be no this for me like really i um and i just i remember holding back on like emotions as hard as i could um, in the beginning of the set and then as soon as they started playing i'm not okay i was just like (laughs) <laughs> like it was just like tears it was, I was so like, messy. I'm really up. not
0: but everything's yeah, perfect like, I was just like <laughs> oh, like and I was
2: like oh my god oh my god oh my god um <laughs> so that was a really big one and then I want to say oh man I this is like the worst for me I need to journal more so that I can remember this kind of stuff because I know there's been so many times I've been like seeing watching a band and like gotten chills um mm-hmm. and I would say like one of my first my first show ever that i went to in santa cruz was a show um, that gouge away was headlining and i love that band i love that band i i admire them so much and i remember watching that band and like it was my first time in the scene i was meeting all these people who are now like people i'm really good friends with people who are in my band like things like that really close friends um and that moment was like it felt really important, like core memory. So like chills, you know. Mm-hmm. Seeing Gaujoué was, I love that band. I love that band. Uh, love that band so much,
1: dude. That's how you know, like you're like a real music lover, like you are in it because like you could go to a show and just have all these feelings. Like I think all of us have been there, and it's just like mm-hmm. it's a unparalleled, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's special.
1: Yeah. And the next one we have here is most jaw-dropping misstep early in your career and the lesson that you learned from it.
2: Oh, no. Okay. We like Um, to be
1: educational on this podcast. (laughs) I I like that a lot. Um,
2: Okay. I'm trying to think. Uh, Probably not planning what I have to say into the mic in between Mm. sets because I really got caught up on, on that a lot when we first started. And even like into like like touring last uh, this past summer like there was moments where i was like wow i really said that and i was like that didn't come off as how i wanted that to come off like and just i for me personally like some people are really good off the fly i'm not one of those people um i get nervous on stage and i don't know what to say and i claim up so i have to think about that every time before i get on stage i think like what am i going to say at this break and what am i going to say at this break and it's usually i think everyone on the show I try to thank everyone who helped make the show happen that's really important to me because I want people to know that I'm grateful even if I don't get to say it to their face like at least I'm saying it into the microphone like I'm very grateful um and then you know whatever else that I plan to say for that night you know but but planning ahead really helped and then I think I also regret or learned that like there was a time when I was like, yeah, warm-ups don't really help me. And then I started warming up before every show and cooling down and I stopped losing my voice on tour. So that one was a there really big go. one. That one was a really big one for me.
0: That'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, We've obviously been mentioning quite a few incredible females uh, throughout this entire conversation. Yeah. So for this next one, who is the most jaw dropping awe inspiring female artist that you would love to work with?
2: Oh man. Cause I could go like real big, like like we could go Lana del Rey, you know? Let's go I'm, there. I'm Do this. I am obsessed. But I could also be like, um, there's this band that like really got me into hardcore when I was first getting into it. That I was like every time they would play and I was around, like that I would mosh, I would sing every word, like, and that was Firewalker. And I don't know if you guys are like dude, Firewalker is so cool, man. So I don't know if cool. I know
0: Firewalker, okay. so I'm coming away with yeah. like homework, you know? Okay, so Firewalker <laughs> is
2: a really great band, and I, they kind of like were killing it in like kind of hardcore world. Um, Back when I was getting into things a lot, like first kind of started coming around, I would say like 2017, 2018, um, and they're still an active band. They're really cool. I've just been on tour every time they've been around and I'm pretty bummed on it. But they really inspired me. Um their singer, she is just so fucking cool and she's really cool style. And she like she would do a lot with like her the way she presented herself, her style. Like she would wear a lot of really cool vintage clothes, but she would the way she would do everything was just so cool. And like everything about the band's like, you know, visual direction and aesthetics, like I just fucked with so heavily. And like, so that's definitely like someone who I would love to just like collaborate with you know like Mm -hmm. she's just so cool and then but yeah on a a bigger level like Lana Del Rey like are you kidding me like that's like I she changed my life like the trajectory of like like when I got into her music in middle school like I was I was fucked it was so sick I I, I love dude I same yeah wow I just talking about her I'm like I'm getting hot like I'm like wow
1: she's... <laughs> she, she does that doesn't she well you yeah, know what I feel so like cool. she's phenomenal done pretty, she's done some experimental collaborations yeah. I could totally yeah. hear like you're screaming and then she just comes in with like this graceful crazy. elegant voice let's just dream let's yeah, just hope that'd Lana be crazy. Grew, if you're listening which for the love of god if you're listening first of all hello Hi. <laughs> we love you
2: it's <laughs> so cool I love her yeah. she's so cool wow drives me like I just every like she's all over my Pinterest and the worst but I've just what I
0: what I love is how genuinely we can literally be doing this let's say 30 years from now just be so immersed within our jobs and music but we're still going to be raving about these other chicks that we just adore I think that's really cool
2: I just I'm like not gonna be too cool to like appreciate people who've impacted me you know what I mean and like especially women especially women like women with like all my energy I'm, I'm gonna like like just
1: uh, be obsessed with um well the last jaw-dropping question we have for you is the most jaw-dropping misconception about you that you wish people understood
2: oh man that one's hard um I have a hard time like talking about this stuff because I don't want to like feed the bear. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I get, I get really scared because I'm like, if I just act like I don't notice or I'm not like paying attention, then like it won't, it'll go away. But I definitely like wish people would recognize that like I, one, like our band is not an industry plant. Like, I don't know where that came from. Um, But if the thing is like, if I think about it long enough, it's like kind of flattering that people would think that because like we've worked so hard to, be like really about this so like it's cool that people assume that but that's not true by any means um we've worked our asses off and but about me specifically like I I just I really want people to recognize like I'm not like some fucking cool like you don't talk to me like if you see me at a show kind of person like I I want to meet people and I want to like get to know everyone and I Don't understand why anyone would be intimidated by me because I'm just a silly goose, you know, like I (laughs) I don't have any interest in in being like this cool guy, you know, I hope that makes sense pretty much like I don't want people to assume that I have like some crazy ego
1: yeah I mean like, I think sometimes when you like look up to somebody it yeah. just automatically you get yeah. in your head about it right yeah. like oh they're just oh, so yeah. cool I can't go talk to them but yeah I mean yeah. even just seeing you on this podcast like there's nothing to be scared of is there yeah. we're all just <laughs> I, a bunch of goofs you know yeah Come say exactly
2: hey. exactly <laughs> like I'm I'm not cool I'm just I'm just hanging out I'm vibing like let's let's chop it up like I'm I just don't want people to think that I think I'm too cool to like interact or talk about anything that you know and and that's like very important to me like I know it sounds kind of odd but it's really important to me that people recognize that but also that you can't I'm not to be fucked with <laughs> sorry like, like like
1: fuck with like, her like,
2: respectfully
1: only. yeah
2: yes. Like, <laughs> be respectful like I think people also realize don't realize like when they're talking about a woman on the internet like it's public and when they mm. say like weird shit, it's public. And like, she might see that. And I, I want people to think about that. Yeah.
0: Well said. Truly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, man. Well, I feel like we have discovered so much about you, Kai. and although you will say, uh, you know, I'm not cool. We genuinely can feel the energy and you have been yeah. fantastically cool and warm and just a delight to have on the show. So Seriously. thank you for being so open. I know it's not always the easiest, even with us as hosts. Sometimes yeah. we're like, where do we go? Can we? Yeah, we always yeah. we always end up getting there. So just thank you for that. We appreciate it.
2: Thank you. You guys rule. This is a lot of fun. I'm like, I just want to like chop it up with the girlies. Like this is fun. (laughs)
0: That makes us happy.
2: Anytime,
1: dude. (laughs) Dude,
2: Let's go. I love that. Thank you for having me. This is like great time. I'm, I appreciate all your guys' patience too, because I am so ADHD with like these conversations. Sometimes I just take off. So,
1: No, I feel like it has been so awesome to learn more about you, and like I already had the utmost respect for what you do, oh. and it's just like gone tenfold after this interview. So I hope that everyone listening also comes yes. away with some cool new tidbits and gets ready for that EP. Because yeah. uh, thank Scowl, you. Yes. taking over the world in 2023. So April, everybody, join us or good luck.
2: <laughs> I, I hope. I hope so. We're working on it. Working our little oh, yeah. booties off. Thank and we'd love so to
0: see it. Of course, oh, for everybody watching, much. do not forget to pick up the Scowly P Psychic Dance Routine, which will be coming out this April. And of course, when it comes to She's With The Band, you can follow us at Tori and Alicia on all social platforms. And new episodes drop every single Wednesday on NotFest.com. Give us a thumbs up, leave us a review. We love seeing the response in the community that we have built. And on behalf of my incredible co-host, the lovely Tori Kravitz, I've been Alicia Toot, and we will see you next time. On She's with the Band. Bye. Thank you.